welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day, you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson, along with Rob Heppel, to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Hebel, and joined with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin Jackson is a naturopathic doctor who has been helping people find natural solutions to the health for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into common issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome back, Dr. Kevin. Hey, Rob. Good to be here. So uh, last time, we uh, dove into the 10 most important changes to positive, positively affect general health. And uh, even to me, a lot of these were uh, really enlightening. And we're not going to go through them here, but I uh, recommend everyone, if you haven't listened to the first episode, make sure you listen to that. But uh, you know, building off of that, out of that list, what do you think is the uh, number one thing that we should tackle this week? Well, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, tobacco, and, you know, I think that's a no-brainer. Everybody knows, I think, it, that if you smoke or if you chew tobacco or use it in some form, that you're harming your health. And, uh, you know, that's probably the biggest thing you can do uh, to change your health generally is to stop using tobacco. But So we're not going to go into that today. But the next thing that really I see in my practice probably affects people's health more than anything else is sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Just table sugar or sugar in any form and we're going to get into that you know i mean i think uh, you know sugar pe- people when we speak of sugar people think of that white stuff in the bowl that you put into your cup of coffee but really sugar is anything that acts like sugar or um basically is sweet uh and we'll be getting into that more specifically in a bit so why like why is this so important like what you know why should we be concerned with sugar well, sugar is probably one of the greatest single substances that we ingest that has probably the most effect on our health in a negative way. Uh, you know, there was a, a, a research study done by uh, Credit Suisse um, Institute, and they, they were doing a health study, and they found that in the United States alone, um, they were spending about a trillion dollars a year in healthcare that was related directly to um, issues tied to excessive sugar consumption. So that alone is a pretty scary number when we're talking about one trillion dollars a year. Uh, so sugar has some pretty deleterious effects on our health, and we'll be talking about that in a bit. So, what uh, like what are the different types of sugar? Like I know there's obviously we can stem up even into the bigger picture of carbohydrates, which we can maybe talk about it at another time. But yeah. what uh, you know when you're saying sugar, what uh, you know what is sugar and and what do you include in that? Well, sugar um, sugar are molecules uh, found in carbohydrates and are sometimes refi- refined from carbohydrates and uh, tend to be very sweet, and they add sweetness to what we drink and eat. Um, You know, the common one being sucrose, white table sugar. Um, It's actually a disaccharide, so it's two sugar molecules together. But that's the thing that we think of 
when we talk of sugar. So white sugar, but you know, brown sugar is really no different than white sugar. Really? That's not the whole healthy alternative? Brown sugar is just white sugar with a little molasses added to it. So it has the same negative health effects that white sugar does, as does all the other alternatives. You know, you probably... What about honey? Honey is uh, just as horrible as white sugar. Uh, and people may take um, have a problem with that, but, you know, honey contains a few micronutrients in it that may be good for us. But the predominant predominant effect of honey is the same as white sugar. It has the same negative effects on our health. Um, just Just as molasses and maple syrup and agave syrup and rice syrup and malt syrup, they're all equally bad when we're looking at how it's impacting our health. So then what... um like, what does it do to us? Like, how is it affecting our body in such a negative way? Sure, you know, uh, you know, sugar has calories. If I have too many calories, I'm going to gain weight. Is that is that the issue? Well, that's that's a small piece of the puzzle, Rob. You know that, and, and you know, people talk about calories, and it's a big concern. But really, calories are not what we're going to talk about here today because it's it's really a very tiny piece of of uh, of our concern when we talk about health. Uh, and, and, and I know that may sound strange because calories have dictated or, or been dictated to us over the years how important calories are. Well, a calorie, you know, they used to say a calorie is a calorie is a calorie, meaning it doesn't matter where you, where you get your calorie from, it's, it's the same thing. And that's just totally untrue. And the reason I say that is that when we ingest sugars, um, sugars play this very negative effect on our health by having an impact on body chemistry. And we'll talk more specifically about that in a bit. But, you know, sugar, the big issue is that we ingest so much sugar. In 1820, North Americans ingested about 7 pounds of sugar per year. We now ingest about 130 pounds of sugar a year. So that's a substantial increase, and it's having it's wreaking havoc in, with our health. And that and those numbers are very scary when you think about the implications, which we're going to get into in a bit. Um, and, you know, a lot of what we ingest when it comes to sugar comes from soft drinks. In fact, about 33% of all our sugar intake comes from soft drinks or sodas. And th- those um, substances, on average, we're looking at around 53 gallons of soda or soft drinks in one calendar year. That's what the average North American ingests. So a, pretty well a gallon a week, right? Yeah, about a gallon a week. And, and you, know, uh, you know, as we talked about before, Rob, there's a lot of people out there who don't drink any um, soda at all. And so, you know, if the average is a gallon a week, that means there's a lot of people drinking two and three gallons a week. Uh, and that's pretty scary. And, and unfortunately... You know, it's very common for people to go out and eat somewhere if they're in a restaurant, and it's just a, a natural thing to have some soda. And, um, you know, that's where we get a massive amount of our sugar intake from. Well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll just order a Diet Coke. So that should I should be safe then, right? Yeah, that's a great alternative, Rob. So... Uh, so, uh, so diet Coke, I mean, diet Coke, for example, or, you know, diet drinks often contain aspartame 
And aspartame um, is a an amino acid complex that's uh, is known as equal uh, as well, and it, it's very sweet. Um, but the problem is many fold. The first thing is that about 10% of all aspartame converts to formaldehyde in your body. And I know you're very familiar with that <laughs> substance, Rob. Sure. So, you know, you know, formaldehyde, obviously, we know what that does to us. So, you know, if you drink enough um, aspartame or ingest enough of it, because it's hidden not only in diet drinks, but it's hidden in, you know, diet jello and, and other um, drink mixes uh, and in even protein bars nowadays. Uh, you can get it in yogurt. Uh, it's ubiquitous. It's, it's all around us. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we're exposed to it all too often. And I have seen a number of patients who react very negatively to the effects of aspartame. And uh, it's something I strongly recommend that you stay away from it. And an interesting thing, an interesting fact about aspartame is that it actually promotes diabetes. So many of the people who ingest aspartame uh, drinks or foods that have aspartame in them um, believe that they're actually helping their diabetic state or pre-diabetic state by ingesting these things when in fact they're actually promoting diabetes. And there's some good research on this. But anyway, you know, I mean... uh, Aspartame is a, is a common alternative to sugars. Another common one is Splenda um, or sucralose. And sucralose or Splenda is chlorinated glucose. So think of glucose, sugar, and chlorine, bleach. Um, not a pleasant thing to put into your body again. And the jury's really out on this on this uh, substance. You know, there's, there's certainly a, a number of people react negatively to it as well. Um, but... It's uh, another unhealthy alternative to put into your body. So are we stuck then? Like, ooh, there's no sweeteners at all. You know, if we have a sweet tooth or just want just a touch of flavor, or is it going to be bland from here on out? Well, uh, no, it doesn't have to be bland. You know, stevia, which is an extract from the leaf of the stevia plant, um, actually doesn't affect uh, blood sugar at all the way that these other things that we're speaking of, um, you know, like certainly the sugar sugars, uh, and the different types of sugar um, have a very negative effect on our blood sugar. But um, stevia doesn't do that. It doesn't have any negative effect at all. It's much sweeter than sugar, so you have to actually use less of it. Um, and you can actually bake with it. Uh, you, can, you can mix it into things that you'd normally mix sugar into and no real downside to it. And in fact, it's actually healthy in some ways for, for you to ingest. And it comes in many different forms, uh, many different names, but what you're looking for is stevia or steviacides made from the stevia plant. So let's kind of dive in then into how is this like affecting my body. So, uh, you know, it's no secret to you that, you know, I've always been uh, battling my weight, you know, over my lifetime. And, you know, so if I'm trying to reduce calories, which, you know, you said we really shouldn't worry about calories, um, but, you know, so I go from Cokes to Diet Cokes to, you know, or other sweeteners. So, um, but what's happening inside my body that, like, why why am I still gaining weight or, or having a problem losing weight? Or And what are the other effects? Like, sure, weight gain is was one of them, but what in your body is happening 
to your from a digestive and metabolic perspective with sugar? Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's a great question. You know, I think sugar has so many far-reaching effects on our health. Um, you know, where do you start? Well, really, the first thing is, you know, it starts when we're four years old and our parents say to us, if you're good, you can have a cookie. And so we learn at a young age that sweet means reward. And so <clears throat> we tend to, when we get older, reward ourselves with sweets. And so it becomes an integral part of our diet. Um, and so we, we assume that dessert is the thing we should be eating after every evening meal. We assume that if, we're, if it's a hot day outside and there's a vendor selling ice cream, we should be ingesting that stuff because that's what we've learned to do over the years. Well, the unfortunate thing about that is that, you know, from the very first time that you're that four-year-old and you get that first cookie, um, that sugar from that cookie is negatively impacting your blood sugar levels. So what tends to happen is we eat these high sugar foods and our blood sugar goes up. And when our blood sugar goes up, um, your body makes insulin from the pancreas to counteract or to bring that blood sugar back down into a normal range. And so, you know, if that happened once a month, then we would have virtually no problems. But unfortunately with sugar, for a number of reasons, one is it's addictive, um, we tend to ingest sugar on a regular basis. And so with time, that starts to catch up to us. So, and, 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 you know, the thing with sugar, and again, sugar in all forms, so, you know, there's like high fructose corn syrup, which you'll see, which is even more deadly than, than sucrose they're, they're finding now because of its negative effects on liver function. And they're putting that in a lot of um, soft drinks as well. Um, so it, it has more of an instantaneous effect on spiking our blood sugar. But the, the issue comes down to a number of things, the main one being the effect of sugar on insulin. So when you're that young kid and you ex you're exposed to the sugar and your insulin goes up, it tends to bounce right back down to normal quite quickly. But as time goes on, we become more and more resistant to the effects of the sugar. And what that means is that sugar, when we ingest it, uh, the body instantaneously tries to bring it, bring the levels down because if levels are very high, it has a very negative effect on our health. So insulin tells the cells to, in effect, open and allow the sugar to go into the cells so it's not floating around in our bloodstream for uh, extreme periods of time. And when this happens, um, insulin does its job effectively. But if we're constantly demanding insulin because we're eating sugar all the time, insulin has this negative effect on us with time. But it usually takes, you know, many years, sometimes decades. So, you know, most young people can ingest sugar and they don't really notice too much of an effect. I mean, sometimes you'll see it in kids where they're bouncing off the walls. It can cause that hyperactivity, but it's not causing that systemic disease process that I see in people in their 40th and or fourth and fifth decades and and beyond and so yeah my real concerns around sugar start with the effects of sugar on insulin 
So why why is insulin so bad? I mean, the big issue really is that as we become more exposed to sugar, our body has to produce more insulin because insulin is less effective in our body in doing the job of getting the sugar to go back into the cells. And so when that happens, you know, insulin um, starts to become more predominant in our body on a daily basis. And when it's there more often, it starts promoting negative effects. And the big one with insulin, and this is this is something that most of the people out there listening to this can probably understand or they know somebody who has a problem with this, insulin tells the body to store fat. So if you're ingesting things that promote insulin production all the time, namely sugars and other forms of carbohydrate, which we'll talk about in another episode, um, if you're doing that constantly, your insulin levels are elevated and therefore your body's in fat storage for prolonged periods of time. So what I, you know, people often come into my office and they'll say, <clears throat> you know, I used to be able to eat everything. And I could just, you know, it never bothered me. I never put any weight on. And if I got a little, you know, gained a couple pounds too many, I could lose it in, in a couple of days. But now it's like my metabolism has shifted. And I don't understand what's happened because... I can't lose that weight now, no matter what I do, or I have to, you know, exercise five, six times a week just to kind of break even or lose a little bit of weight. And typically when I see that, now there's many things that can be, but typically that's an insulin issue. And that's driven by sugars. So what we need to do, um, you know, in that perspective is get the sugars out of the diet. And so... um, you know, that's typically what one of the things I'm looking at right away with this kind of a patient is saying, you know, let's look at how many, how much sugar are you ingesting? And most people don't understand that these sugars are hidden in so many places. And as a result, they're, you know, I'll, they'll say, oh, I'm not ingesting much sugar. But then when we figure it all out, we get to that 32 teaspoons a day or or even more sometimes um, that people are ingesting and, and, it's, and it's completely unknown to them. So now before we get into... Um you know, other effects of sugar. I think this has been great for, for this episode. What um, And I think this is a, a great place to maybe stop it. Uh, we've talked about the negative effects from a, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a, you know, a metabolic state, mm-hmm. how, you know, how it's uh, affecting, um, you know, weight gain and, and things like that. And, and from what you've said in the beginning, I'm assuming then that uh, when you're saying sugars, you're even saying like, you know, the diet, pop or diet soda is having the same effects. The insulin is is spiking, which is encouraging fat storage. So with that, just to kind of wrap this up, if we're like, is there any healthy, like, you know, and you, we've been talking about drinking a lot of it. So, you know, we're, we're not having the, the sugar filled uh, pop or soda pop. We're not having the diet soda. What if we're having like, like a hundred percent fruit juice, like orange orange juice, you know, from concentrate. Is that a healthier alternative or not? Yeah, and that's a great question, and that's you know one of the most common questions I get in my practice is people you know assume that if they're having eight ounces of freshly squeezed even orange juice every day, they assume that's good for them because they've been told that it's high in vitamin C, which it typically isn't that high in vitamin C, but um, the uh, the big issue with 
eight ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice is that on average it's got eight teaspoons of sugar in it. So that's 32 grams of sugar. And the big issue with um, with a fluid that has sugar in it is that it causes your blood sugar to spike faster than if you're eating a solid with sugar in it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode on, on how um, sugar in its different forms affects us differently and what the further implications of elevated insulin uh, have on our health. Okay, well then, so let's... Uh Kevin, let's wrap this up. What can, you know, just from this alone, and, you know, we're going to encourage them to listen to the next episode where we go into sugar and its effects uh, even deeper. What can they, you know, do they just cut it cold turkey or, you know, just, you know, what could they experiment with, you know, over the next week um, from a sugar intake perspective? Um you know, reduce it. Are they going to feel any negative effects, or um, yeah, what, I mean, should, what, what should they do just to in the start of being more sugar aware? And that's I think that's a great way of approaching it, Rob, is being sugar aware. And, and the best way to do that is to read packages. Most of the packaging nowadays tells you how many grams of sugar there is per serving of whatever it is you're eating. If it's coming from a package, obviously, if you're preparing it, and it, you know, if you're eating just vegetables, I mean, that's that's not an issue, but you know, if you're a lot of products out there, you know, a great example is yogurt that's sweetened. You'll see how many grams of sugar there is in there. And a, even a small yogurt, um, like a 170 gram yogurt, can have up to 24 grams of sugar in it. And, you know, 24 grams of sugar doesn't mean a lot to most people. But if you divide the, the grams of sugar by four, that tells you how many teaspoons of sugar in it. So 24 grams of sugar is six teaspoons of sugar uh, in one yogurt. So what I recommend that people do is start adding up how many grams of sugar they're ingesting from their uh, products they're, they're eating on a daily basis. Divide that grams of sugar by four, and that'll tell you how many teaspoons you're taking in in a day. And if you're eating, ingesting less than two teaspoons a day, you're doing very well. Um, and if you can, and if you're not, then you should really try to scale it back. And um, depending on how severe your health concerns are, sometimes you need to cut it all out. But in a, for a general, from a general perspective, to try to just be a healthier person, try to get that sugar down to as low as possible. And if you can get it under two teaspoons a day, you're doing great. Well, that's uh, awesome. And uh, uh, you know, we've been up to the challenge, and we've worked at it uh, quite well. Uh, and uh, but you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough road, but you always have to keep on it. And I think this is going to be a great. You know, people are going to be really opening their eyes as they look at those labels and see actually how many grams of sugar they're uh, ingesting over the course of the day. Okay, well, um, thanks uh, so much for Dr. Kevin for sharing that uh, great information about sugar. Uh, we'll uh, we'll continue this conversation on uh, for our next episode when we uh, keep when we dive deeper into into sugar and how it affects your health and. Uh, please, you know, let us know what you think about uh, our show, uh, Your Best You Today. And uh, if you like what you hear, uh, you know, please tell a friend. And if you have any questions at all, make sure you uh, go to our website at yourbestyoutoday.com and fill the comment form and ask us, and we will answer your questions on an upcoming episode. On behalf of Dr. Kevin Jackson, this is Rob Heppel. 
been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes. Thank you.